Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the GCH Green Podcast. This is episode number two of GCH Green, part of the GCH Podcasting Network. It also includes the Community is a Middle Name Podcast and the Our Community is Able Podcast. My name is Gareth Oliver, and you'll hear in this episode myself and the Our Community is Able Podcast host, Letitia Stevens, talking all things community gardens with uh, stall community garden legend Jenny Greenberger. And Jenny has some... Uh, some great stories about how the community garden got going up there in Stall, uh, about the way the community is involved, and also some good tips about growing stuff in uh, in wicking beds and in community gardens and, and things like that, and even name drops one of our GCH staff as well. So, of course, this podcast is part of the GCH Podcasting Network, as I mentioned, and Grampians Community Health is uh, here for you, your family, and our community, and we are here to bring you some great green tips as well. Keep it on our socials. We have some green tips coming out most weeks. And you can also listen to the GCH Green podcast. We'll have some more coming up soon. But right now, enjoy episode number two with Jenny Greenberger talking about community gardens. GCH Green. Today with me I've got Jenny from uh, Stoll Community Garden and I've also got Gareth with me as well too. So we're going to be chatting about the community garden. Welcome Jenny. Hi, thanks for having me. More than welcome. It's really cool to hear we have a local legend in the room. Um, do you want to do a bit more of an intro about your community garden work? Absolutely. So I'm currently the chairperson of the community garden committee and and um, the garden itself has been around since about 2008 and I've been the chair for about maybe the last four or five years perhaps. And, um, yeah, so I kind of take the reins and we've got a committee and then we've got quite a few members as well. Amazing. Can you explain as well what a community garden kind of looks like as well? Yep. So <clears throat> the community garden, well, there's community gardens all over the country really. And um, they're a really great space for um, meeting other people who are interested in um, particularly veggie growing in our case. Um, some community gardens have fruit trees and things like that as well, but we're pretty well um, about growing vegetables. So um, lots of people grow veggies in their backyards, but the benefit of community gardens is that it brings people together as a bit of a social group as well. And... Um, we uh, can teach people different techniques and so we're always like learning ourselves on how to grow things and so on. So, uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a social space where we all enjoy gardening together as a group. Yay, I love that too. And it's really good to know that we have some knowledge in the area where we can go to to help as well. So, Absolutely. excellent. Well, Gareth, hello as well. Uh, thanks, Tisha. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Um, so you said the community garden started in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, who, do you know who got that up and running and, and what the purpose was behind getting one of those going installed? Because I think there might be one in Ararat around a similar time as well. Yeah, yeah, well, I think you're right. Um, so they've evolved quite differently now because the Ararat community garden's very much into um, much more of an open space, whereas we tend to have sort of individual plots where people can sort of 
um, hire them and they grow their own thing. Um, originally, it was set up by a group of interested people. Um, um, people will recognise the name John Anselmi, for example, um, who has now passed away, but his wife Beth still lives in the town. Um, and other people like Helen Giles was quite early on, um, Edna Osborne um, and quite a few other people, and they got together and thought that it would be a great benefit to the community to have a garden. And so they worked probably for two or three years. These things don't tend to happen quickly. And they found a site, um, a block of land that was leased in O'Regan Street from Eventide Homes, and that's where the garden's been until about two years ago. And um, Eventide have been going through the process of master planning and uh, the garden was kind of indicated that there was no rush, but eventually they'd need to vacate that site. And so the committee worked with Northern Grampian Shire and we've now set up a new community garden site, corner of uh, Franklin Street and Newington Road. Um, and that's where we're located now. So. so what sort of stuff have you got growing in there at the moment? Uh, well, at the moment, we've just finished our summer crops. So we've had some fantastic tomatoes. I know myself in particular had the best crop of sweet corn ever because there is nothing quite like eating a fresh corn cob off your own garden. So, yes, so we've had that. We've had zucchinis. We've had capsicums. Um, Pumpkins, uh, all all the summer crops of vegetables have been growing and people are now planting their winter crops, which is more your brassicas, your cauliflowers, broccolis, things like that. That's good to know, yeah. coming up very soon. Cool, yeah. We were actually asking those questions last week, what to grow in a winter garden, so good to know what you can get in a community garden as well too. Yes, for sure. So what's um besides corn, what's your favourite thing to kind of grow and eat as well too? Oh, my favourite in the summertime is definitely tomatoes. Yeah. And um, some of the members particularly lo- like growing heritage tomatoes. So you see the, the black tomato, the, you know, the yeah. black, I think they're called Russian blacks or something, and the flavour of all those range of heritage tomatoes is just magnificent. So yeah. freshly cut tomato on toast with salt and pepper in the morning, brilliant. That's my favourite. It's a good time, yeah. And it's just I think there's something so different about homegrown taste as well, especially I can imagine with community garden. Like the soil just gives it that own yeah. rich flavour. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. awesome. So what can um, people expect if they do join a community garden as well? So they've got that knowledge as well as that social connection. Yeah. Um, do they do a lot of hands-on gardening, I'm guessing, as well too? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So if if people are interested in becoming a member, they nominate their plot. Um, we've developed two different kinds of plots in the new site. Some of them are called wicking bed gardens, um, which um, is a really great, environmentally friendly way of gardening because it's very efficient in its use of water. And uh, so we have wicking beds for hire, but we also have um, ordinary beds where you have to, you know, go to the garden quite regularly to water them, um, and they're both available. And we also have a um, established shed with all the equipment you'll ever need to grow your vegetables and once you remember, you have access to that shed, so all your gardening equipment is there. We have uh, some beds that everybody can share, which uh, mostly grows fresh herbs, 
uh, rhubarb and things that you can just pop in and get a bit of this or that to add to your cooking. And we have just finished um, three big composting bays. So um, when you're pulling out um, vegetable plants and you want to get rid of them, they go into the compost and that creates a great fertiliser for preparing the beds for the next crop. So all of that's on site. And, of course, we also have to have working bees to tidy up around the site and and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. We're we're right across the wicking beds, Jenny. Excellent. Um, Letitia and I have have had a chat about wicking beds. I actually have made wicking beds myself. Fantastic. Out of old... Uh, old uh, water tank yep. that I had at our previous property. So yep. um, they're fantastic, especially for this climate, aren't they? Yes, yes, absolutely. And at the moment, like, um, you know, we're not on water restrictions or anything like that, but I dare say with climate change, we'll go through periods of being short of water and being on water restrictions again, and this is a really efficient way of watering because the roots of the crop are actually um, seeking out their own water from underneath rather than, you know, watering from the top and a lot of your water is just, you know, your, your soil's drying out and evaporating. So, yeah. And for people like myself who are on tank water as well, it's, it's such a good way if you want to keep that, you know, that veggie patch up and going or that herb patch up and running yep. during the summer because I think you're right. I think we're going to be in for, well, from what the bomb's saying, we might be in for a few dry summers coming up. So yes, yep. It's a, it's a great way to, to do it, I think, the wicking beds. Yeah, definitely. Um. How much community involvement do you get in the community gardens? I know we were speaking uh, to Junior yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Communities Middle Name podcast. The, the New Vanuatu community have gotten in and, and really helped, which is fantastic. Yes. Do you get many people from the community coming in and helping out? Um, well, it's basically membership-based, um, and probably the last – well, as I said, we've kind of been in the process of moving the garden for maybe the last two, two and a half years, so we really haven't – had much um we haven't had many new members because we really haven't had anything to offer new members but now that the new beds are established um and there's just a little bit of more work to do in cleaning up the old site and um getting things set up in the new site but once that's done certainly by next spring and next summer we might even have a grand opening at the new site and then we'll be doing a big membership drive to try and get more and more community involved and, and running workshops like we'd love to um, run um, composting workshops and um, things like that so that we can really um, encourage people to do more gardening themselves both in the community garden site but also in their own backyards as well because, well, for environmental reasons, there's nothing quite like growing your own fresh vegetables. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really exciting that it's got so much um, potential to grow as a community as well. And I think that that linking into having it in the people's backyards, hopefully that means we'll just all have a giant veggie swap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's that's all part of the grand plan. I mean, I've got this grand plan. I've always got grand plans. Grand plan in my head about, you know, like, um, produce markets and veggie swaps and um, uh, repair cafes and all these sorts of things that we can use our new site. The great thing about the new site is that the old um, uh, Regan Street site was sort of tucked away and mm. and a lot of people would say, oh, I didn't even know there was a community garden installed. But the new site, because it's in that North Park 
precinct, um, a lot of people sort of see it there and it sort of pricks up their interest. So the more things we can, you know, get going, the more interest there'll be, I think, in the community about about gardening. So yeah, that's the grand plan. Sorry, Jenny. For those of us who are a bit ignorant to the, like me, what's a repair cafe? Oh, a repair cafe. Well, again, a lot of community gardens, neighbourhood houses, a repair cafe is where people volunteer, people who are, you know, tradies of different sorts, small engines, people who sew, uh, people who, you know, fix things. Um, the idea is, is that you have a session where people who want like a garment repaired or, um, you know, a, an iron fixed or something like that, they just bring it along and someone fixes it for them, which basically stops people having to buy a new one and it stops things going into landfill. So it's just a matter of like recruiting people who know how to do these things and then setting up a time to, um, yeah, for people to bring along their bits and pieces to get fixed. Hmm. Yeah, I love the idea of a repair cafe or styled um, workshop because that's also sustainable as well too, like how much life we can get out of our, our products and our tools that we use in the garden as well. That yep. just makes so much sense hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, Jenny, if people wanted to get involved, what's the best way to get involved in the Stoll Community Garden? Yeah, so the best way is to get in touch with me via our Facebook page. We don't actually have a website at the moment, um, but we do have a Facebook page and probably the easiest way is just to send a message through um, Facebook Messenger and then I'll um, get in touch and the process is basically that you will meet up at the garden. Um, I'll show you around, talk about what you'd like to do, and um, and then you can decide if you'd like to join. There's a bit of a membership form, very, very basic um, garden rules. And then once you've joined up, it's about $45 per annum. And for that, you get a key, which gets you access to the garden, um, access to the shed um, and you can come and go and, um, yeah, set up your own garden and join in all of the activities at the garden. Great. Yeah, and hopefully the grand opening soon too. Yes, yeah. the grand opening soon. Yes, nice. Yes. Now, I must say about that that we've been so very, very fortunate at the community garden that we've had a lot of help from Northern Grampian Shire to um, – they did all the infrastructure work at the new site, the fencing and everything – um, and help with the shed. And then we also had an excellent um, grant from um, Bulgana Wind Farm, which provided all the infrastructure, the above-raised um, garden beds and the wicking beds, um, and uh, that's enabled us to sort of set up the new site so that it looks really attractive, and I think people are more likely to want to come and take part because it's such a an attractive looking site. It is. I've so. driven past it too and it's caught my eye. Those yeah. beds are looking pretty smick. They so, are yeah. indeed and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. exciting. So what's your favourite part of the community garden overall, Jenny? Well, I actually love um, the people um, because, you know, people who love gardening, are generally they're interested in um, all things environmental and that's my area of interest as well. Um, and, you know, we, we do lots of fun, fun things. One of the highlights for me is last, was it last, not this summer, just gone, the one before, 
all of us had grown all these lovely tomatoes and so the community garden had a tomato relish making competition. That would have been great. And actually Grampians Community Health Centre's very own Kerry Heinrich run, won that competition and her secret ingredient was, and I'm giving away Kerry's secrets here, was roasted capsicum, which she put in her relish. It was right. absolutely delicious. There you go. I'm going to have to ask Kerry for the full recipe. That sounds good, though. Yeah, Definitely. So, you know, they're the sorts of things that just make it such a lot of fun. Yeah, and I love that that's that knowledge sharing and sense of yes. community too. Yes. So it's, just, it's not about just growing vegetables. It's everything that you can do with vegetables as well. So it's, yeah, it's the social sort of side of it as well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Gareth? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm actually going to take on Kerry in a relish competition because I make a pretty, on you, pretty mean one myself, just quietly, Jenny. Yes. Um, and I, I might have to sabotage her or just sit next to her when I'm up here and stall. Um, what's, before we, we close up and we let you go, um, what's your best gardening tip for anyone who's just starting out, anyone who's thinking, oh, you know, the cost of living is crazy. I'd like to try and grow my own vegetables or my own herbs and spices. Which spices probably but herbs or even fruit trees. What what's your best best gardening tip, your go to gardening tip? Well, I um I think preparation is everything, your soil preparation. Um uh, vegetable most vegetables are very um they have a they are very big feeders, so you've really got to have nice rich soil. So your home compost, your you know, if you're into worm farms, your worm casings um and then you know your your fertilizer as well so if your soil's great you'll have fantastic veggies um that's the that's the main thing as far as i'm concerned yeah my tip is a worm farm if you've got kids don't let them near it okay uh, my kids used to enjoy going to watch the worms and leave the top off oh yeah when you have chooks at home yeah and plenty of magpies knocking around yeah. as well yeah then they get a very good feed out of it and so they don't like drying out either the worms they uh, like nice moist soil yeah absolutely but that worm tea is pretty potent stuff isn't it it? Is, it is it's fantastic yep really really good excellent thank you so much jenny for coming on and uh and having a chat to latisha and i on the gch green podcast my pleasure GCH Green, episode number two in the books. Thank you once again, Jenny Greenberg, for coming on and talking to Letitia and myself about the Stall Community Garden. And uh, if you're up in Stall, go and check it out uh, at the North Park Sporting Complex. It's a fantastic sporting complex up there too, actually. Um, a little bit jealous about how nice it is compared to some of the other ones that we uh, we have around the area. But well done to everyone for getting them up and running, and especially the Community Garden. And keep an eye out for uh, the upcoming grand opening of the new community garden site that should be should be great crack and um and look uh, jenny said jump onto facebook and you will find out more details about the store community garden and we'll include a link in the show notes as well now the gch green podcast is part of the gch podcasting network alongside the our community is able podcast that you'll hear hosted by my co-host on this episode letitia stevens and the community examiner name podcast hosted by yours truly and you can find us anywhere good podcasts are found. You can uh, listen on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or you can subscribe right here on Podbean. 
never miss an episode if you subscribe will get downloaded directly to your listening device however you take in your podcasts you can get it from there anywhere good podcasts are found as i often say and even where some not so good ones are found possibly too i don't know i don't listen to bad ones uh, and of course, it's brought to you by Grampians Community Health. And Grampians Community Health are uh, here for you, your family, and our community. And we are across a big range of this beautiful state we call Victoria, right across Western Victoria, across the local government areas of the uh, Central Goldfield Shire, Pyrenees, rural, Pyrenees Shire, sorry, Arrow Rural City, Southern Grampians Shire, Northern Grampians Shire, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire and Bulloak Shire regions. There is a massive array of services that you can get from GCH as well. Uh, if you're after counselling, generalist counselling, if you're after alcohol and other drug support, NDIS services, including support coordination and plan management, aged care services, including case management for home care packages. Uh, there's a myriad of, of programs available. Uh, check out our website, gch.org.au, and that has all of them on there, all the things you can access here at GCH. Um, and while you're online, if you're not already a fan, if you're not already following our socials, do that too. Go onto Facebook and give us a follow. We are at Grampians Community Health or facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health and give us a, a follow on there. And you can also find us at GCH Grampians on both Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, not Twitter and Instagram, on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, yeah, we got rid of the Twitter. It's a bit dicey at the moment. Um, the intro and outro music, of course, is an original composition by our very own Mr. Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission, and we give him our thanks. And we'll, this podcast has been produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwong people, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal people. This has been GCH Green. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. My name is Gareth Olver. I will be with you again very shortly for another GCH Green or another episode of the Community is a Mineral Name podcast. Keep an eye on your podcast feeds as well for Letitia's podcast, Our Community is Able, where she talks about all things disability. And it's a, it's a great listen. I think uh, she's dropped maybe three episodes so far, and uh, I've really enjoyed each one, and I've learned a bit listening to all of them, which is fantastic. So on behalf of everyone here at GCH, uh, stay well, and we'll talk to you again very, very shortly. Till then, so long.